Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Mike Lawler is one of the guys who wants him out. Lawler is out of Rockland County, one of my buddies and a great member of the house. Michael, good Friday, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, Sid. How are you? I'm great. So, you know, I got Santos on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was pretty defiant as he's been the whole way. You know, they're not going to get me. I did other. And then I'll be honest, I had a conversation with George yesterday. He seemed completely defeated, going home to his family to enjoy Thanksgiving. And the rumor is, maybe it's more than a rumor, he ain't going to step down just yet, but he will not be running for re-election. So clearly the end is near, Mike Lawler. How near? Well, you know, it was so gracious of him yesterday when that report came out to announce that he would not be running for re-election, uh, as if as if he was going to be on the ballot next year. Um, I, I mean, it's delusional. Uh, look, it, it, he's unfit to serve. Uh, I and, and my colleagues from New York have said that repeatedly. Uh, and, and this report was damning. I mean, it, it confirms what we believe to be true, that he not only defrauded the voters, but he defrauded donors. Uh, he stole money from his campaign account, using it on an OnlyFans account, on Botox, on Ferragamo, on Hermes. I mean, it, it's like an episode of Veep. It, it's just comical. Um, so, you know, look, at the end of the day, uh, he's got two choices, either resign or be expelled. Uh, I suspect by the end of the month, if he hasn't resigned, he will be expelled. I think he's going to resign first. It's uh, I've been given that choice during my career <laughs> at different radio stations. We're going to fire you, so I always resign before. It doesn't, in the end, it doesn't uh, really uh, lower the amount of, of um, humiliation. It really doesn't because we know what the real story is. You know, so. Look, I mean, for George, for George, this is the least of his problems. He's yeah. got 23 felony indictments and, yeah. um, you know, uh, charges against him. I, I, I think, um, you know, obviously uh, on a human level, you know, I, I, I feel bad. I empathize. But, like, you know, just do the right thing. Show a little dignity and decency and, and step aside. That's fair. Uh, should I worry as a Republican here that we're going to lose that seat? No, I have I have great confidence in uh, Nassau County GOP Chairman Joe Cairo and the Nassau County GOP uh, that they will be able to uh, put forth a, a strong candidate and win uh, in a special election. Uh, we just had the November elections. They did very, very well in Nassau County, including holding uh, everything underneath uh, the Santos district. So. Um, you know, the Democrats uh, tried to use that as a bludgeon in the local elections, and they lost. Uh, so I, I think voters understand uh, that, you know, we have real challenges in this country right now and real challenges in New York. I mean, the governor, for God's sakes, yesterday signed the Clean Slate Act. Um, you know, th- there are real problems here. I think voters want serious people who are going to tackle these problems. Uh, so I have confidence that that uh, the Nassau GOP uh, will be able to hold that seat in a special election. Not just Nassau, but don't forget this, this last election day, Ballone out as a Democrat Suffolk County executive 
Republican Ed Romaine in. So both counties on Long Island doing a very, very good job of keeping it red, making it red, I should say. Mike Lawler, a member of the House, joining us uh, here this morning. So the uh, government shutdown didn't happen. But what I find funny, Mike, is I know you're a big fan of Kevin McCarthy, such a big fan that you did the wrong thing by not voting for Jim Jordan. That's under the, that's already, who cares about that? Um, I like McCarthy too. And I thought that to him was completely unfair and stupid. And I said to Nancy Mace, I said, let me ask you something. No matter who gets this job, whether it's Jim Jordan at the time we were talking about Steve Scalise, all these people, what do you think is going to change? Nothing. So you bring in Mike Johnson, who I happen to like a lot. He is more conservative than Mike Pence. And guess what? He only got that bill passed because he got Democrat help. So why the hell did you fire Kevin McCarthy in the first place? He did the same thing. (laughs) This was my point from the start, Sid. You could change the speaker, but it doesn't matter if if you're not dealing with the fundamental problem in the conference. We have to work together as a team. We have a small majority. It's going to get even smaller when George Santos goes. Uh, and we have to be able to function as a team. We don't control the Senate. We don't control the White House. People need to put their big boy pants on. They need to wake up and realize, okay, we're not going to get everything we want in this moment. So let's keep chipping away at it, chip away at it, deal with the border, rein in spending as best we can, knowing that Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer are going to do everything they can uh, to, to block that. But Instead of fighting, uh, uh, you know, against the Senate and the White House, we're fighting amongst each other. And it's so stupid. It's so pathetic. And, and as I said previously, this will go down as, as the single stupidest move in politics ever made. And I told Mike Johnson when he when he became speaker, I said, I'll give it three weeks and your honeymoon will be over and you'll be a rhino yep. uh, because these people just refuse to cooperate as a team. Yep. And that's the fundamental problem here. And that's why I said throughout it. When I talked to Jim Jordan, when I talked to Steve Scalise, when I talked to Mike Johnson, if you guys don't deal with the fundamental problem, it doesn't matter. Let me ask you this. Are you one of those guys, uh, Mike Lawler, who believes that uh, there should be uh, money going to Israel and Ukraine? I, I know you listen to this show and religiously, which I appreciate. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. Thank you. And I know you know how I feel about Ukraine, which is basically at this point, it's a bottomless pit. Uh, pit. I don't trust Zelensky. In fact, I think he's crooked. Uh, that country is crooked, and I think our policy sucks. I really do. And I'd like to see all that money that he wants to go to Ukraine go to Israel right now. Where are you on that? Look, I fundamentally support uh, aid for Israel. Uh, I believe I just came back from a trip to Israel. I was there on Sunday. We met with Prime Minister Netanyahu and Defense Minister Gallant. We talked about the need to get the aid uh, to them as quickly as possible. Uh, so, you know, I am going to continue to fight to get that done. Uh, within the next uh, you know, few weeks because they need it. And they are fighting against a barbaric uh, terrorist organization that needs to be eradicated and eliminated completely. Um, and, and we need to support Israel. We cannot waver in that. With respect to Ukraine, I support Ukraine. Uh, I think we need to be cognizant of, of the bigger picture here. Uh, Iran, China, and Russia have entered into an unholy alliance China is the biggest purchaser of Iranian petroleum. Iran, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism. The Hamas and, Hez- and Hamas and Hezbollah have been funded and backed by Iran for years. Iran, Russia, and China are not our friends. And, you know, with respect to Ukraine, is there corruption? Of course. Most of these former Soviet satellite uh, countries 
have endured decades of corruption trying to get out from under the thumb of Russia. My wife is from Moldova. Moldova elected uh, Maya Sandu just a few years ago, and she started cracking down on the oligarchs, working with the United States to enact sanctions against these uh, against these Russians uh, and and really putting uh, Moldova on the path to EU status. The EU just this week uh, said that they will you know, move the ball forward with Moldova. Ukraine is, is much the same where they're trying to root out a lot of the corruption that has gone on over the years. But if Ukraine falls, uh, these other former Soviet satellite states in the in in Eastern Europe will fall with it, yeah. and that is not yeah. to our benefit. Well, well it doesn't matter. And, and so there's, this is way more complicated than just no, saying no, oh, no, Ukraine. No, Ukraine is, no. is corrupt. So they're going to fall, Ukraine eventually. So it's not that it's really not that complicated. I mean, this is ridiculous. They're going to fall. I mean, unless we drop a bomb somewhere, they're going to fall. This is nonsense. Weeks and months uh, and look, years and money and money. I mean, Putin is so stupid, to be quite frank. The fact that a lot of you people think he's dangerous is laughable to me. The guy has proven he can't find his ass with his elbow, and the Russians should have won this thing in three days, let alone three years. But they're going to win eventually because the numbers are on their side. Well, Ukraine's the, not going to win this the war. Russians, the Russians underestimated two things, the yeah. resolve of the Ukrainian people okay. and that NATO was actually going to be unified. Yeah. Um, in, in response here. But you have larger challenges here. And, and part of the reason that you're seeing these threats uh, pop up all over the world is because, frankly, Joe Biden has been so damn weak in dealing uh, with our adversaries. I mean, the other day he goes and meets with President Xi. What came out of it? What came out of it other than, than Biden calling him a dictator at the end of the meeting and, and Tony uh, Blinken having a meltdown over it? Yeah, no, that was it. I mean, yeah, and, and basically, uh, you know, the, the, the Chinese dictator promising to, uh, you know, stop the fentanyl uh, shipments. I mean, right. which but, he's not going to do. But, but he's not going to do that. Of course way, not. As you'll, as you'll recall, I came on your show the day after September 11th when, when Joe Biden announced that he was uh, unfreezing the $6 billion. Yeah. Uh, for Iran. It's bigger than that. They have not enforced the sanctions on Iranian petroleum. It's why I just passed the SHIP Act uh, two weeks ago to enact secondary sanctions on the purchasers of Iranian petroleum, well, China being the biggest yeah. purchaser of it. No, that's true. I have to run. are used for terrorism, and that's the problem. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.